Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And we're welcoming you into our house. You can give us a ring and join the conversation at one 767 4348 If there's a project you're trying to tackle in, about, or around your house, home, castle, or cabin, give us a ring and let us see if we can't put our 45 years of home remodeling and maintenance experience in Arizona to work for you. See if we can't give you a couple tips or tricks of the trade or referrals. Um, I tell you, Romy, I had kind of a, I kind of had a mixed week this week. Um, mm-hmm. Spent more time than I like desk bound. Yeah. Um, and while sitting at my desk, I was dealing with queries from Arizona homeowners on our website. Uh, and phone calls into the office. People asking me to fix a problem they had with some service provider. And the first thing I have to ask is, was this person you're having a problem with on our website? Well, no, no, they weren't. I said, I can't do anything. I, I can't help you. We're not a government agency. Yeah. We've got no authority outside of what we've got in our written code of ethics our partners signed to agree to. Yeah. It's the country the of Rosie. That's what we are, <laughs> the government country of well, Rosie. We, we tell people we want to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And we want to do that by providing you the best information and the best service providers possible. That's our website. I've got, I've got a question here from somebody from Arizona City. And they're saying, I remember on air, you said to contact you to find a reputable service person for our particular HVAC unit. And I'm in Arizona City, and the heat pump will not warm my house. Well, do you know how many heat pump questions I've gotten in the last six weeks? It's in the dozens. Heat pumps won't warm you. On cold, wet mornings like we've had. The, the way you think it should be warm. You know, it's still keeping and blowing out fairly warm air. It's just not hot. Yeah, you can't ask a heat pump to let you go to bed cool and then get up in the morning and want to turn it up so the bathroom warms up for your shower and something. That's not the way a heat pump works. You set the thermostat on a heat pump and you leave it. Now, here's the reason. As warm a air as a heat pump by itself can generate is about your body temperature. So it's never going to feel warm. It's warm enough to turn a 60-degree house into a 74-degree house, but it isn't over time, but it isn't going to take, with my gas furnace, I can sleep at night with a temperature at 66 degrees. And when I wake up in the morning, I turn the bedroom thermometer up to 74. And it, it gets there in about in the time it takes me to go to the kitchen and fix a cup of coffee. Uh, and it, well, by the time I'm back in the bathroom brushing my teeth and showering, it's done. 
That's, that's the advantage of gas heat. But a heat pump won't do it. So I get this from Jenny in Arizona City, and she says, please let me know what to do. Jenny, just go to our website, rosyonthehouse.com. Pick the tab that says Certified Partners. Type in Arizona City. Type in Air Conditioning. Type in Find, and you're going to get Desert Sun Heating, Cooling, and Refrigeration. That services the whole Pinal County uh, area out of the Casa Grande area. So desert, sun, heating, cooling, and refrigeration. But don't expect them to be able to fix a heat pump to make your house warm on cold, wet mornings. Key to heat pump. Find a temperature you're happy with. And don't touch a thermostat again until April or May. Just leave it. So then I get a call from somebody who's had a car run through their adobe fence in Tucson. Ooh. Do you know how many hours we spent trying to find a license-bonded, insured adobe block lane contractor in Pima County? We spent... And Jennifer, I'm, but between all of us, there were several of us involved in this. Over the course of a week and a half, I bet you we've got three or four hours invested in trying to find one licensed Adobe contractor. It was a little tricky. And and they have really nice websites. And then you go on the Arizona Registrar and find out that those have been revoked. And to be fair, some have been revoked because they weren't aware that they were expiring, but these had been revoked for four or five years. <laughs> so it's not the same issue. Um, so anyway, yeah, just got to do your homework. So we gave them some connections and some ideas, uh, the homeowner, but did not come up with the exact perfect solution. You see those adobe walls in Tucson a lot more than you do any other parts of the state. But I will tell you, Wickenburg Ranch put an adobe wall in yeah. at the roundabout. Man, that is a sharp wall. It is. So, expensive. Deskbound, answering questions over the internet and text, kind of had my blood pressure a little up this week. It just just was frustrated. There was no easy ask me this question. I've got that answer. (laughs) So, it was so uplifting to me to go out to one of our remodeling job sites yesterday. And have the homeowner, we, we're just to the demo phase. We've just gutted the house. And have the homeowner tell me what a pleasant experience it has been to deal with all of our staff and all of our subcontractors and all of our suppliers. And I'm just thinking, Lord of mercy, what do I have to do to get everybody to do what you did and start your home remodeling project with Rosie on the house. We got a call this week. Contractor demoed the kitchen. Haven't seen the contractor in weeks. Can't get him to return the phone call. Rosie, can you come finish this for us? Yeah, I can. But boy, I wish you'd have called me before it got all torn apart. So if you're looking to touch your home, look first to rosieonthehouse.com. The service is free. Arizona homeowners. 
And so is our home maintenance calendar. We've had a number of requests for it so far this morning. This is our third printing, uh, and it'll tell you what we're going to be talking about all month long, our weekly to-dos. It kind of gives you an idea of uh, what we have planned for the broadcast. So if there's something you know you've been putting off or you wanted to do and you see it's on a weekly to-do, you can tune in, listen, call in. We often have experts like we did in the 9 o'clock hour with CYC Landscaping, so you can plan and schedule your home uh, projects around the calendar and uh, keep up with your weekly maintenance. And you can also get out uh, to Green Valley Sorita for our Southern Arizona listeners. We've got a great affiliate there with KGVY. They've got the home show going on today. Lance is down there this morning, and I believe he's got the president of the Green Valley Sarita Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Randy Gaff, joining us. Good morning. Yes, sir. Bet it. Well, pleasure, pleasure again with you this morning. <clears throat> what do y'all have planned today? Well, we've got our 25th annual Green Valley Sarita Chamber of Commerce Business Expo and Taste of the Valley. So we've got. Uh, we're here at the Desert Diamond Casino at FEMA Mine Road and I-19. We've got about 70 of our chamber members and not chamber members that have their booth set up. So everything from uh, some small home-based uh, businesses all the way up to our corporate partners and a lot of nonprofits, our corporate partners, some of the bigger employers uh, here in the Green Valley Street area. But uh, we encourage people to come on out, visit our vendors here. We also have our Taste of the Valley going on. We've got uh, about eight or nine restaurants over there that are giving out samples of their uh, food. Tickets are a dollar to get a, get a sample and try try various menus down here. But uh, and once again, we've got a great turnout here this morning and uh, for some more. And that is a great setting along I-19. You know, the, the, the desert landscape at that elevation is one of the prettiest that the entire state has to offer. Great community. Y'all have... Uh, how, many, how many people living in Green Valley, Sarita now? Well, Green Valley, Sarita area combined is about 60,000 people now. Uh, we just our 40th year as a member of commerce last year. Uh, we've got about we got, uh, a little over 400 businesses that are members of the chamber. So we're an advocate for the business community. Uh, we also help make sure that, uh, that our membership uh, is out there in the public with events like we've got here today. Uh, help once again advocate uh, for the local businesses. We get a lot done right here in Green Valley Street without having to go to Tucson or outside the community. But uh, uh, yeah, so you, you talked about the area down here. As you head south out of Phoenix or Tucson, you go up in elevation. So uh, you know we're a little cooler down here than even Tucson, and uh, but it's a great community. And that's going on today, the uh, 25th annual Business Expo. What? How long are y'all going to be there? Started at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll be here till 1 o'clock this afternoon. So still plenty of time for folks if you're in the Tucson area or Green Valley, Sarita, or south down to Tubac, come on up and uh, and visit us. Uh, we've got, uh, oh, we'll have a, probably a few thousand people come through here during the day. So uh, but always room for more. Local president, uh, chamber president, Randy Gaff, thanks for taking a few minutes out of the event to invite homeowners down. Lance is down there, the Rosie on the House Anderson Ford Transit Vehicle, and they've got the Danik Hook Stainless Steel Universal Hook. Mom is, uh, once once you, you use this, you got the brilliance of it. I am a new fan, and they have several products, and so far I've just used the bungee cord, and it's got an, a, like an adjustable hook, 
on it. So you can make that bungee cord six inches, eight inches, 10 inches, instead of, you know, you're trying to use it and you only have a, a big one and you have to wrap it and wrap it, or you have a short one and you risk whomping yourself by stretching it too far. This one's adjustable. Genius. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Your fiberglass product, in my opinion, it's the right window for Arizona. Explain that a little bit. Pella's got a patented process. Uh, They pull trude fiberglass through this dye. Uh, It's a matted material. So unlike like the back of a shower enclosure, you know how it's random strands and yes, yes. Pokey. Right, right. That's not what our windows look like. Uh, it looks like almost like a window screen mesh when it comes through and, and ready to uh, to put into the frame. And once it's all heat sealed and, and made rigid, it goes through a powder coating process. So you can get a really nice looking window that's very strong, very durable. What matters is how you treat your doors and windows. They are the weakest link. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellas, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under certified partners. There ain't nothing wrong with this old house. It just needs a little home improvement. Listener appreciation for this week. We got stuff. We got Suns tickets. We got Phoenix Open tickets. Lots of them. We got three pairs. So we got a pair of tickets to the Suns and three pairs to the Phoenix Open. They're any day passes. You just go any day you want between January 29th and February 2nd. So here's here's the trivia question. January 2nd, 1911, the city marshal of Tucson announces bicycle riders are required to do what when approaching an intersection? You find the answer in our home maintenance calendar. Text it in to 411923, and we'll select four random right winners at the end of the programming segment. And January 2nd, a new law in town. In Tucson, bicycle riders were required to do what when approaching an intersection? All right. Let's get to the calls. Clyde and Mesa first on the line at one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you May we help you, Clyde? He's busy. His phone's going from in the car Bluetooth. to handheld, the Bluetooth transition. Clyde, are you there, buddy? Uh, yes, I, that's exactly what you heard there. Can you can you hear me now? Yes, I got you. Uh, sorry for the sorry for the terrible timing. No worries. Uh, so I I live out in Mesa, uh, actually uh, in, on the original McKellops Homestead property. So as you can imagine, I I, I live right on a big orchard. So yeah. Um, but we've had a, a roof rat problem that's just gone from nothing to uh, awful yeah. uh, in about three days flat. So. Um, as you can imagine, it's an older structure, and I know the, the kind of first word of advice is to just seal everything up, um, but was wondering if you could just kind of walk me through step-by-step step and, and hopefully give a suggestion of a, of a company that you might suggest uh, would, would specialize in, in roof rats. We do have exterminators, but it doesn't seem like they're able to do much more than kind of show up and say, hey, we sir, we don't see rats, so or, and put some bait blocks down, and that kind of seems to be their best solution, which isn't cutting it. Yeah, bait, bait blocks is one tactic that a lot of the companies use it um it's a multifaceted approach now clyde the the good thing about roof rats if in fact they're actual roof rats is that they're slow and they're dumb okay so they are fairly easy to trap 
uh, and then you have to decide what you're going to do with them, whether they're trapped live or poisoned or whatever. Um, you you have a neighbor, um, you you have a neighbor, Blue Sky Pest Control, who we've recommended for multiple roof rat infestations over in the Arcadia area, and they got great results. You could try Blue Sky and see if let them come out and do a full analysis of the property. Uh, the 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 couple homes where we've had to deal with it on a personal level, uh, it is sealing up every place that needs to be sealed up. It's setting, we set a lot of have a heart traps and it's a slice of citrus with a little piece of peanut butter on it. Uh, and, and then you've got the animal trapped live. You do with it what your conscience dictates. Uh, they, will come back i'll tell you that uh the bait boxes and the poisons uh you've got to be careful uh the, whether or not you do or don't have any wandering pets uh, in and about your property or in and about the neighborhood in general uh, they can be controlled but boy once they're in your attic uh You've got to get them before they have a litter or two up there, or this is going to turn into a months-long endeavor of, of real frustration and aggravation, knowing you've got rats in your attic eating, wiring, and pooping in your insulation. They're, 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 they're very aggravating animals. If you haven't tried Blue Sky Pest Control, I'd say do that. Uh, let them come out and do a full multifaceted approach because that's what it takes. You've got you've to get it on several different fronts. And there's just nothing more aggravating than having to deal with it. That's for sure. Um, I will tell you, we had it for a short while at our house. And I was suspicious it was coming from the neighbor's yard, and he insisted it wasn't. But then he did something, like cleaned up his backyard, and came over to my house, and he apologized. He said, man, when we cleaned that pile up, it was full of rats. I said, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I can't thank you enough for cleaning it up and hauling it all away. And then our problem kind of disappeared. Yeah, and... You know, Clyde, the mindset you have to have is you're going to war here. And That's you, exactly right. And you, when you go to war, you don't just bring the army. You don't you bring, bring the air force. You, you bring the navy. The you bring the marines. Yeah. You bring everything you got. <laughs> if you're trying to win it, and two things that are going to really help, Rosie mentioned the have a heart trap. There is uh, Bonnet has a product called Rat Magic that works really good. Um, I would set. All kinds of traps and deterrents, and just it, it, it every day you're just going to have to continue hunting. You may uh, go to your local humane society, find a, a neuter uh, cat, turn it loose, uh, teach it home, and it's it's going to take an arsenal, but you're going to win it. And we have yet to get four right answers. We've got a couple right. What were Tucson bison? required to start doing when they approached an intersection as of January 2nd, 1911. The answer's in our home maintenance calendar. Just look for the little Arizona flag.
segment number three of our 10 o'clock hour and our open home hours when we talk about our weekly to-do. We, we bring you a weekly maintenance task to take care of around to take care of around your home, castle, or cabin. You know, a honeydew list is a lot easier with one item a week than if you let five, six, seven weeks, seven months, seven years go by without doing anything. That honeydew list gets really long really quick, and then nothing can ever seem to, to get done right, and you're always constantly behind the eight ball trying to catch up. So if we take care of one weekly to-do around our home, castle, or cabin, we can keep it well-maintained. And a lot of times when we are... Being that diligent with our home, it'll be two or three weeks. You can take a week off because there's nothing to really do. And this week we're talking about your water heater. What would life be? How would your morning start if you didn't have a hot shower? I don't know about for you, but for me, I'd sooner give up my air conditioning unit than my water heater. And to talk about properly maintaining your water heater, we have Andrew Dobbins of Intelligent Design talk about maintaining what is, to me, the most appliance in our home. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Good to talk with you again. From your perspective, what would you give up first, your air conditioning or your water heater? Oh, man, I, I would probably give up the water heater, but I, I like my house 72 degrees, so <laughs> um, I can I can take a cold shower. <laughs> sometimes of the year you can, sometimes you can't. For a traditional water heater, talk about the components. Fairly simple machine. It, it is fairly simple, especially if it's gas-operated. I mean, you're using fire to heat up water it's insulated so you have a, a big barrel of water you're heating up and and the insulation is trying to hold that uh, that heat in and anytime it cools down too much it's going to going to crank the fire back on so that it's ready for you when you turn the faucet on our modern day tumblers coffee thermoses they're just like a reduced version of a water heater yeah that's that's pretty accurate and so for an electric one there's a couple additional components that we have yeah, so instead of uh, instead of fire and a flue where you have an exhaust, you're going to have a heat strip in there, um, which is just a heating element that is that's heating your water up and uh, using electricity. We find that um, the gas ones are going to be a little less costly as far as your utility bill, and uh, they tend to last a little bit longer than the all electric ones. But they're both pretty similar. And in both cases, filtration. Uh, before water is introduced into the unit can extend the life pretty significantly. Absolutely, yes. In Arizona, we have very, very hard water. Tucson is actually a lot harder than Phoenix. So if, you, if you're not filtering the water going in, you're going to build up mineral and calcium in that system, and uh, it's going to happen a lot faster. That's, that's where you start to hear the snap, crackle, pop inside your water heater or you notice that you're running out of hot water a lot faster. It's because the barrel is filled up with all of these minerals and you don't have as much water that can fit in. And part of the reason the water in Tucson is harder is the distance it has to travel. Tucson is the largest water consumer of the Central Arizona Project Canal that's piped over 300 miles from the Colorado River down to Tucson. Well, they don't take it directly out of the canal. They pump it back into the groundwater and then pump it back out 10 miles away. So not only does it come from the snow-capped mountains down the Colorado River into the canal, it's then pumped back into the water, then extracted, then delivered to your home. A lot of opportunity to pick up a lot of minerals along the way. Yes, sir. We have people come here from all over the country, especially with the snowbirds coming in, and, and um, nobody says that, hey, my water's harder where I'm at. It's always <laughs> the opposite. Tucson has some of the hardest water in the nation, 
and water treatment for the home and especially the water heater is essential. So let's talk about flushing the water heater and why that's important. It's a lot of the same reason of the the mineral buildup. So if you're doing that every six months to one year, you're just hooking up a hose and you're, you're flushing the water and the excess calcium out so that the water heater lives a lot longer than it would. So if you combine the filtration before the water heater and you're draining it and flushing it out, you're going to extend the life dramatically of that water heater. And if you haven't done this before, the first time you do it, it's not going to be that easy of a process if it's been five, seven, eight years. You're going to have a lot of sediment, and you may have to fill up and flush that tank a half dozen times before it starts running clear. We actually recommend if if a water heater is that old and it's never been done, don't do it because what happens is a lot of times you open the valve and now you can't get it fully closed and you have a drip or even a leak where you wanted to flush it, but it was just there was just too much in there. You can't close it back up. So the set- if you have a newer water heater, absolutely start doing it. If it's seven or eight years old and you want to start doing it, I'd say leave it alone and wait for replacement. And that's a universal uh, advice from all of our plumbers across the entire state. If you haven't done it for... Uh, you know, five to seven years, and if nothing's been done, just wait till it dies, start over, and then start your new maintenance program to make sure you get the most value out of that appliance. Now, there's an important step when you're filling it back up and turning it back on. A gas one's not as critical, but an electric one, you've really got to make sure the tank is filled before you reintroduce power. And I think that's something we might we might have missed at the beginning before you start even draining, whether it's gas or electric, make sure you kill your power source. Absolutely. You don't want, uh, you don't want any electricity going to that or, or anything kicking on. Turn the gas valve off um, and or the electricity. It's designed to have water in it while it's being heated. And if we introduce electricity to an open air chamber, the electrical elements will actually do what they call dry fry. And it's like burning out a light bulb, just pop, gone, done. Another $75 to your repair bill right there. Yes, sir. Do y'all have a favorite type of a heating element on when it when we're looking at electric? I've seen one where it's two metal prongs. I've seen one where they've deviled it back to create four to add more heating element. Is there one that's any better than the other? I'm going to bounce that question over to Marty, our plumbing expert who's on the line here. Go ahead, Marty. Yeah, so uh, really it's, it's coverage, you know, so the more element that's there, the more heat you're going to get, but uh, wattage ultimately has the biggest thing to do with it. So I personally do not have a preference. And what does a heating element cost? Um, a heating co- element, I mean, uh, you can get a repair kit at uh, Home Depot or something like that. I believe they're around $75. Um, but again, it all depends on what style you get, like you were saying. Yeah. I had thrown out 75 as a frame of reference, but I, I wanted to make sure I was a little more accurate on that because pricing isn't something that I can keep up on on every single trade on <laughs> across the board. Sure. It's ever-changing, so... Now, and that's going to be if you buy it yourself and, and do it yourself. If you have a plumber come out, there's, you're, you're going to pay for that plumber to do the work. Well, absolutely. And the benefit of that is then you don't have to do the work and you know it's done right the first time if it's something that's new to you. On the, yes, sir. the, the, the pressure relief valve, talk through the function of that and what homeowners need to be aware of because that, uh, that's a pretty important part of your water heater element, yet it's one we hope never gets used. 
Sure. The the pressure relief valve basically is your fail safe. It's kind of your backup if anything goes wrong with the water heater. <clears throat> it uh, ejects the water out of the water heater, and hopefully your uh, drain line does run to the outside of your home so it doesn't make a mess inside. But uh, it, it basically is there to make sure that you don't have a big catastrophe with that water heater. You have a lot of uh, gallons of water sitting there in one tank, so they... Uh, try to limit the amount of damage it would do and, and prevent it from happening. It's also a, a good sign that something's going wrong and you need to have your water heater looked at. If the thermostat on your water heater ever failed to shut off and the water continued to heat, once it gets over that boiling point, you know, the steam starts to create and that steam lifts the spring of the pressure relief valve and exhausts all that pressure that's building up. If that wasn't before they had started making that a standard, uh, at times when they would fail, there was video that they brought to Congress to illustrate the danger of this and the need to have this as part of regulatory standard would show entire sides of apartment buildings just blown out from one water heater failing. Wow. So, I can imagine all that, uh, <laughs> all that water exploding. Pretty dangerous. Pretty dangerous. So that pressure relief valve is standard, and like Marty said, you it should be piped with copper. You don't want to do that with plastic, but with copper to the exterior of your home, pointed down so if it ever does go off, you know, that hot water is being discharged to a safe location where it's not at risk of, of hitting anyone else. Is there anything you all do when you're doing water maintenance to, to verify that it's still working or it hasn't been shed or just leave it completely alone? Each time we flush our water heaters, we check the, the temperature and pressure relief valve to make sure it's operable. I mean, we want to make sure when we're maintaining it that everything's working. So um, we make sure and, uh, you know, flip the switch, make sure it ejects the water, and then make sure it's also holding once we close it. And this has all been as it relates to the traditional tank-style water heaters, where you have a tank, you heat the water, it sits there hot until uh, you use it, and these heating elements can continually turn on to keep it set to whatever temperature you have 120 128 whatever the case let's talk about tankless water heaters i don't think they're quite standard on new homes yet but i think we're going to start seeing at least the infrastructure for them being standard and in a 20 25 year timeline there isn't going to be a new house built that's not going to be a tankless water heater so the the major difference is the tanked water heater you're heating it up all the time, whether you need it or not. Uh, you have the, the big barrel of water. As soon as it cools down, you're heating it again, and it's a, it's a waste of energy. The tankless water heater turns on as soon as you turn on the hot water faucet anywhere in the home. Uh, you will never run out of hot water. If you've got a huge garden tub and you run out halfway through filling it up, that will never happen with a tankless. If you have a large family and one of your daughters tends to use up all the shower water, um, that's never going to happen. You will never run out of hot water. So it's more efficient and it's uh, a convenience. Now, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people believe that they're going to solve the problem of getting water faster to the far end of the home with a tankless, and you're not. It's still going to take the time to go through the pipes to get to whatever the farthest faucet is. So it's not going to increase the speed, but it, it increases the efficiency and you never run out of hot water. That's the key. You're never going to run out of hot water. Now, when they originally came out, there was some pressure issues and where you would see you couldn't get a solid flow if you were washing dishes and taking a shower. You know, is that 
that's something that they've really helped engineer into the, the enhancements of the newer models. Well, and a lot of that problem was installation error. What we found, especially in the, uh, the gas models, we don't recommend the tankless water heaters that are all electric because uh, we're seeing a lot of failure rate with them. But for the, the gas ones, they're fantastic. What we were seeing that was causing issues is they were undersizing the gas line. There wasn't enough pressure to heat up the water. And so with proper installation, we, we never see that issue. And so um, we do hear from, from customers who may have gotten theirs done by another company, and then we can resolve that issue by coming in and enlarging the gas line, fixing it for them. So there's your weekly to-do, maintaining your water heater. If you've got a traditional tank water heater, get it flushed out. If you're already on a tankless, you really don't have anything to do. So uh, if you're at the point your water heater is near the end of its life and you're looking for a new one or like to investigate a tank water heater, Andrew, how does somebody get a hold of Intelligent Design? Absolutely. So we're doing a special. We're going to do a water heater flush and plumbing inspection uh, for $29. And you can find us all over Tucson, Southern Arizona at 520-333-2665 and on our website, idesignac.com. Andrew, Marty, thanks for your time and helping being every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. talking water heaters ken had a question about a water heater are you looking for a new one ken hello hello yes sir uh yes this is ken in phoenix no i uh had a question uh i've always wondered if gas water heaters produce more calcium and build up in the bottom of the tank than electric mm, possibly there are what are called self-cleaning or self-flushing water heaters, and a electric water heater has elements that are stuck into the side. Some have multiple places, top and bottom, and that's what's heating the water. A gas one has a pilot light at the bottom. So if you do have a water heater that's not flushing or self-cleaning, as that sediment piles up on the bottom and the heating element heats it up, you do see that thickness start to... to kind of bake onto the bottom, making the gas water heater less efficient. But the self-cleaning flushing ones, the water intake into the water heater, they push it all the way down to the bottom and and have a bend, and it turns around. So every time the water comes in, it, it creates a cycling whirlpool-type motion that kicks all the sediment up and keeps it from getting baked onto the bottom. So it's, it's this, you just want to make sure you get a self-cleaning or flushing water heater and then of course if you have a treatment system before the water is introduced to the water heater you can eliminate a lot that hard that hardness and that mineral buildup we appreciate the call they will both get buildup you're right without without treating the water ahead of time either one of them will generate it Um, i know flash heating a tankless water heater with gas They say because it heats it up so fast. Sometimes when you're heating it up so fast, either either gas or electric, you actually force more of the minerals out and onto the elements than traditional. 
That's why most of the tankless water heater companies, to protect the warranty, are saying, we want you only introducing treated water to our system. So I hope that helps. Hey, I saw an interesting headline from KTAR blog that Scottsdale's ranked the nation's number one city, the nation's number one city to work from home. Hmm. They have to take this during January when we got the waste management <laughs> open in <laughs> Barrett-Jackson because people are staying home because they can't drive to work. <laughs> <laughs> this time, this time of year in Scottsdale, Gary, you'll verify this. You you'd get there quicker, crawling on your hands and knees. Oh, absolutely! I could ride my bike, and it'd still be stuck in traffic. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But congratulations to little old Scottsdale, number one city to work from home. And what was that? A year or two years or three years? I don't remember how long. But the Super Bowl was in town the same week as the Phoenix Open. That was. Oh, that was fun. Oh, ah, yeah, Real fun. <laughs> All I did was watch the blimp from my backyard. That was entertaining. <laughs> We're available all week long at rosieonthehouse.com. We're here to handle your questions, whether they be do-it-yourself or service provider, on our website, rosieonthehouse.com. I am going to have to ask, as I've asked on occasion, if you have problems with a non-rosy service provider, literally and legally, there's nothing I can do to help you. If you have hired a rosy on the house service provider and he stubbed his toe and maybe had less than a shining moment, you can ring us and we can take care of it. But boy, the amount of hours we're being asked to spend to solve problems with non-ROSI certified partners, I'm going to have to find some way to navigate that situation and still be everybody's best friend. I'm not sure how to do it. <laughs> so on the website, you'll also find our e-commerce store for tools we find really neat and handy. And this week, we're featuring the Danic hook, which uh, one of the most dangerous tools you have at your house is those hooked bungee cords. Because you think it has it hooked, you let go of it, it unwraps and unwinds, gaining speed and acceleration with every revolution before it catches you in the end of your hand or the corner of your eye. These Danic hooks absolutely solve that problem. I love them. And we talked about roses in the 8 o'clock hour, and we've got the arm, uh, uh, thorn armor uh, gloves available at e-commerce store as well. One of the top selling Ultra products we have. Gloves. Yep. So... We keep trying hard to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. If you've got someone new in the neighborhood, make sure they know about Rosie on the House. one 767 That's one 888 for you. We answer that all week long as well. And uh, info at rosieonthehouse.com. And, uh, you know, there was a... Our home maintenance calendar, I'm trying to check, check our time here. We're just about out for this Saturday. Our home maintenance calendar, you can get requested for free. Just let us know the address you would like it mailed to. And we had somebody asking when they go out. Well, we send the annual one in December. So 2021 will go out in December. And then during the year, if anybody requests, we just mail it once at the end of the month. So if you haven't got it 
and you've just asked in January, we'll send it at the end of the month. We just do one big bulk run down to the post office and get them all out at once instead of one here, one there, five here, six there. So if you request it in the month of January, we'll be sending out at the end of the month. Request yours at info at rosieonthehouse.com.